right, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. This is Glenn Rockney and Matt Fallon's back. Um, I don't have to do solo stuff anymore. That's a grind, not gonna lie. Uh, you can thank me for my service later, but I was doing some solo stuff and it's a lot tougher, a lot easier when I have uh, uh, a great Raider mind with me. Matt, what's been going on, dude? Not much. Yeah, we're bored watching uh, baseball, dude. It's boring. Oh, stop. The Giants are good, man. No, I know. Like, right, like during the day, you know, like on Sundays, like it doesn't yeah. matter who's playing. You turn the TV on, you're like, oh, cool, I'm watching this. It's like I'm watching Philly's Mets right now, dude. <laughs> like, hey, and always division race. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. So, um, but not for long, right? We've got Raider Raider preseason starts. When is it next week? I don't even know. Next, when next Saturday, I believe. Jesus, Jesus, yeah, it's right around the corner. Yeah, the, got, the, um, I'm screwed up. I'm screwed up with the schedule. Seattle, yeah. Seattle. Am I right with that? Seattle? I thought it was the Rams. But yeah, I, no, you I might know. be right. Yeah, let, let, let me. Yeah, it's probably probably a good idea the, if we know who the opponent. The preseason is. schedule doesn't matter, so I'm like, whatever. But yeah, I know, I know, we got Ravens, Steelers. You're right. You're right. It's the it's the Seahawks. I was wrong. Yeah, so it's uh it's uh, in Vegas. Um, and three preseason games this year. Yes, three preseason games. So, um, so you're yeah. not going to see anybody on that first one. And then McVeigh's not playing the starters against the Rams, and Gruden said he would do what McVeigh was doing. So he, yeah, I mean, win, like that, yeah. that Hall of Fame game the other night, they had like all backups in. The whole Haskins, they, Dwayne Haskins, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that was that was a. I read an article. It was like, uh, you know, I do some, I, I dabble some sports gambling. I don't do a lot. Like I do enough to where if I lose, like I'm not hungry, right. you know. But. uh I saw people bit gambling on that game. I'm like, dude, yeah. how could you punt? You need to get some help. Yeah. You need to go. Dude, I have a hotline for somebody. you. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, that's uh, it was like 19 to three was the final score. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And let me guess, they so bet the bad. over. They, they bet the over. Like, yeah. yeah. There was three fumbles. Like, I watched like five minutes of it, and like, there was three fumbles recovered by the offensive team. Like, they were just dropping the ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. definitely Whatever. definitely so uh yeah Raiders preseason coming up again the games itself I'm I'm not super like interested in it'll be nice it'll be nice to see some guys that you have to just because last year we had to pretty much take John Gruden's word for it that like hey this guy was good enough to make the team so at least we'll be able to watch some preseason football and be like okay that guy should make the team let's see what happens you know like like uh and we should know like oh maybe maybe Nate Hobbs wins the slot corner battle I, I know we're gonna talk about that later or maybe certain certain guys make it so we'll be that'll be cool but like the training camp stuff let's go through what's happening with uh with training camp uh first off like I think the story is not getting enough attention. Um, everybody wants to talk about Carr right now, which like I, I think Carr is the least interesting part of the team right now, as far as that goes. But Waller, Darren Waller, is the most interesting part of the team right now. He's fourth straight day without practice. Gruden is scheduled to meet with the media or speak to the media tomorrow. I would hope he has an answer then. Um, some people are saying he's holding out. Now, my mind went originally like I'm kind of a crazy pessimist. When I first saw him miss three three practices unannounced, I was like, okay, he could be holding out or maybe he's struggling with a little something if you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so i think but i don't think so i don't think vinny vinny uh, say what you will about vinny say what you will about vinny but vinny said he expects waller back soon so that probably wouldn't be the case yeah so i think he is gonna be back and i think i think he is gonna get a new contract so like when he signed that contract i was like oh you know he barely even I, i think he respects the raiders and they respect him like, like, think that like, yeah. I think sometimes you have like these situations where like a player overvalues themselves, and you think like, you know, okay, like, I mean, it's a bad example because he's really, really good, but like Xavier Howard, like mm-hmm. he's paid well enough for what he does. Like he he got a brand new contract last year. Now the Dolphins gave him that out of respect, like, hey, you're playing good football. And now he wants more money again, right? Well, it's, well, it's guaranteed. It's deal. a guaranteed thing with Xavier Howard. It's uh, yeah. he has that. He has like a. He actually signed a really bad contract for himself. His honestly. contract's bad, but you signed it. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm what I mean. Both, it's very. He made I'm a on mistake. both sides there, yeah. like oh, as always. Like I'm always going to side with the player in a way, but like it's always mm-hmm. like, it's just a weird concept. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to understand from Waller's standpoint, he's looking at the contract that Logan Thomas just got, and he's yeah. like, is Logan Thomas as good as me? Yeah, and Thomas. I like Thomas, I and mean, he's going to be a good tight end, but he's not Darren Waller. No, and I think he's probably looking at like, hey, they gave five and a half million dollars to Jason fucking Witten last year to come in here and steal my goal line snaps. Yeah, right. And he's thinking, 
you know, just bridge the gap there. Give me $5 million extra this year. And I'll do what Witten did and I did last year. Yeah. I'll have the same season I had last year and I'll add touchdowns to it. Yeah. Waller's on a 29 was four years, 29.8, just under $30 million. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's a I mean, steal. He, and it was a steal at the time. It was a he steal at the time. that though. He risked, he gambled on himself Yeah, and the Raiders gambled on it because when he signed that he hadn't had like, it was like, okay, there's, you could see him maybe having like mm-hmm. a great career, but it wasn't like he like was like top five tight end already. No. Like, he was like top nine to 10 ish. And he gambled on himself and they gambled and it's, he, he needs more money. I talked about it like very beginning of last year. I'm like, this guy's going to want more money. And he deserves and I, it. I, I don't think he's going to hold out. Like, I don't think that's the thing. I think they have a mutual respect mm-hmm. and maybe they're working on a, I think they're working on a contract and he doesn't want to come to camp and get hurt. Yeah. So I, I, I think I, that, I think he'll come back and he'll have a new deal by the beginning of the season. That's just, this is a guess. Okay, so I I agree with you, and I think I think John Gruden knows guys that he cannot let go, and most of them are on the offensive side of the ball. Now, here's my my little bit scared part because it's John Gruden. I just a little bit scared. John Gruden is the most confident in his evaluations of any coach. Like he he thinks he's got the next guy every single time. Rodney Hudson, see you later. I have Andre James. Who's he been talking up all off season? Foster Moreau. And I yeah, love Foster. And I love Foster Moreau. I love Foster Moreau. I think, but he needs two good tight ends. He knows he needs that for his offense. But I'm just saying, I hope he doesn't play too much hardball with Waller. Just give him the fucking money. Give him the money. He deserves money. He's the he's the third best tight end in the league. And I'd say at times better than Kittle, just off of availability. Um, he's way more available than George Kittle. He's been durable as hell. That's been the best part about Waller. Yeah, because he's not like so. He's not like in the trenches as much. So no, like, but he just, that, he just is. Yeah. For, yeah. No. And like, that's good. Like, I mean, like, I don't want him in there blocking when there's a crazy, but put Moro into block, put, you know, you know, carrier, have, yeah. have Waller split out wide, bro. Like most yeah. of the time is how I look at it. Like everyone's real, real, like, I think it just all plays in, into two things. Waller's probably not looking at himself as like, I'm a top two tight end. He's probably looking at himself like I'm a top 15 wide receiver. And he didn't, he lined up off the line more than he lined up right mm-hmm. next to the tackle. You know what I mean? So he's he's probably thinking, like, you know what? Like, if I was playing wide receiver, you know, in Gruden's offense, what's it, the X? Yeah. You know, and he's like, I'm playing that position better than anybody on this roster, and it's not close. Right. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. And, and I'm with you. I'm with you on that, too. I actually think that's a great point. And, like, also – even if he did value himself as a tight end, look at the tight end position in the NFL right now. It's one of those positions where it's never been more utilized in the passing game, but there's also like no depth in the league at tight end. Like, and if you play fantasy football, you know that. Like, if you don't get one of the top like six, seven tight ends, you're having to pick a new one up every like two weeks because like the, just off like matchups because these guys, a lot of these guys stink in the NFL right now. And you have guys like Kyle Pitts on the come up who is drafted. So I think Waller wants to get that money to while he's still at the top tip top of the thing. And I think he, I think he's done everything. The Raiders have asked him and then some, he's the leading receiver on the team. He said, well, uh, I don't know if he's had a hundred receptions the last couple of years, um, uh, each year, but dude, he's like, he, he is the number one receiver pass catching person on this team. And I think that's a good point that you, you made, there? that it's all about catching passes. It's not about what position you make. If you catch the most passes on the team, you are a wide receiver, you know, money wise. Yeah, I mean, dude, I agree because like you got guys like Noah Fant who really haven't done squat. Like, I mean, he's he's got potential, but they're they're talking like, oh, he's a top five tight end, and like he hasn't done squat. So like Waller's like produced outproduced his. I mean, he's done more than any of us could have imagined. Like, off, getting plucked off of that Ravens practice squad, like going through what he did in his personal life, right. and you know, as you know, people have their own opinions on addiction, but it's one of those things that some people never get out of no like there's there's you know nba nfl players that that plagued them their whole career and he got out of it and he's physically in great shape he's not old yet you know and he's got you know five to six good years of football left and i think he probably wants to spend that with the coach that gave him the shot Mm -hmm. so i you know i I think it's a mutual respect and i don't think we've really i I don't think there's much to worry about with him right you know i think um i think well, there's more to worry about with the defensive line once again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Trust me. I got I got some takes on that. So, yeah, let's let's get into the nuts and bolts of training camp. Um, Now, I went into the offseason kind of feeling a little I mean, we talked about it like we're just kind of like, man, what the fuck are they doing? You know, and um, now I feel pretty good about 
every position group improving on this team except for the defensive line. Like, yeah, yeah. At the ends yeah. now, there's now there's young talent at the ends positions. I, I will say Yannick's still young. I think he has a chance to be better than he has been before he even signed with the Raiders. There's a chance there. Now, I, I Crosby, we'll see. He looks good. Crosby looks good, like physically looks good. So maybe we get a little better some, some out of him. Furl, that's another guy who said he wasn't physically or mentally there last year. Like he was like, remember he he came out and said I had an addiction problem. Straight up. So then you have Crosby. I mean, so he's going out after he's going out after games and getting plowed, you yeah. know. Then all week he's partying, and then he comes on Sundays. His conditioning wasn't there. Last you could tell last year in the fourth quarter, the Raiders' pass rush went to the fucking ground, and he their looked, conditioning wasn't very good. And he looked like me after like a rough weekend of IPAs. Like like he he was like really yeah, like, like doughy. Bags under his looked, eyes. Looked like, doughy though. Like he did. Like remember they said he put on weight, and that almost seemed like a media PR thing where they're like, yeah, no, he put on good weight, and it's like it didn't look good. He looked. It's slow, not always man. good weight. That's the thing. Yeah. And that's that's one of the biggest misconceptions yeah. in football. Is, I mean, the Raiders have their fair um, share of bad weight on players. Like we we've had it. We, yeah. We're we we are well accustomed to that sure now but like i mean this year there's guys i'm hearing this guy put on this much weight this guy put on this much weight and it's like it's not always good no was it it feral that bulked up to play inside you know like he's Mm. already rusty and slow and can't you know bend that one i don't mind because again i don't think the explosion will ever be there so I think I think you're gonna okay you might as well just get big enough to knock the guy over that's the way i look at it I, i agree with you uh huh, and so so so. Anyways, there's young talent. Kuntz is a guy that they're going to develop on the, uh, his defensive end. Marinelli's saying that look, he's another, another guy that's going to have to. He's going to have to fill out. He's going to have to get a little bit bigger. Now he's the young guy on the line. He's the young guy on the line. Is Kuntz going to be your um third? Is he like third down defensive line? Okay, I was thinking about this yesterday. You going Farrell inside, Kuntz. I mean Farrell and Crosby and um, Yannick on the outside. Who's your other defensive who defensive tackle on? Because now they're saying Thomas isn't good. That's my biggest concern. Is it Gerald McCoy now? It's probably Gerald McCoy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make me feel very good. No, it's- and that's where I'm at. There's young talent on the defensive ends. I understand what they're doing there. I get what they're doing. It makes it makes a little bit more sense. Defensive tackle makes no sense to me on this team right now. Makes no sense. Quentin Jefferson. They keep talking about like when you hear the coaches talk about him, they're like, "Yeah, Quentin. Yeah, he's he's Quentin." You know what I mean? Like they just say that, and you're like, "All right, what 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 well, does that mean?" I mean, mean? he's one of those guys that like he's one of those guys I was happy to sign, and it's it reminded me of when we signed Hankins, where you get a guy, you know what he is. He's gonna come out and he's gonna be decent against the run. He's gonna occasionally, you know, collapse the pocket. Right. He's a veteran leader. However, I was expecting them to at least pick one in the draft. Hmm. Or, you know what, keep your good ones. I mean, I was like, okay, Hurst and David Irving, one of them is going to come through. Yeah. Okay, cut both of them. You know what I mean? David Irving's at pool parties in Vegas, so clearly there was something there. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he, he had problems coming into, into the Raiders organization, and it doesn't sound like he got rid of those problems. Well, I, I was now, talking – I was ta- sorry. I was talking to Marcus Johnson yeah. about that, about who got uh, – about who got uh, – like, really – like, Hurst doesn't get brought back. Trent Brown doesn't get brought back. Both of those guys got COVID last year. You, you think maybe there's something to that? Like John Gruden's like, hey, you had rules. You didn't fucking follow them. See you later. Like he didn't draft. I, well, I think with Trent Brown, me and you talked about it before. And it's pretty clear now. He never wanted to be here. He, he came here. The Patriots offered him a contract when he was a free agent. And I talked to the beat writer for them that, I, I you know, hey, you know, what happened with Trent Brown when he left? You know, and they're like, well, the Raiders offered him $20 million more than anybody else was offered. Yeah. So who, what are you going to do? You're going to take the $20 million. So then he never really wanted to be here. He was, when he was on the field, he was still a good football player. Oh yeah. But he was barely on the field and he didn't follow the COVID, you know, rules and everyone has their own opinion on COVID. But at this point, I, I look at it like this, man, you go to Safeway and it says, wear a mask, wear a goddamn mask. Yeah. It's a rule. Right. Yeah. And so when they, that little tracker thing, we, we missed our whole offensive line for a game because Trent Brown didn't wear his freaking tracker. Yeah. You know, so Gruden doesn't forget stuff like that. And he's no. very, he's very stubborn. And he didn't draft anybody that opted out that he actually said that in a press conference. He said, Alex Leatherwood played way more games than the guys taken before him. So he was basically like, I don't, I'm not drafting Slater no matter what. Right. And then Leatherwood was a the guy they were going to draft since he was a sophomore. Tom Cable, I was just watching his presser today. He was saying we've had our eye on him since he was a sophomore. So that was pretty much 
they were going to take him no matter what. And you know how you and I have talked about ad nauseum how much we hate that strategy. But I'm warming up to Alex Leatherwood right now. But nonetheless, and I don't mind the opt out thing. And I, I don't know. If, you know, there's no way I don't that I'll remember what episode it was. But me and you said that. Yeah, we no, said pre draft. I, I said they're not. There was one coach. Yeah, if there was one coach that was going to be like, you didn't play. You chose not to play football last year. The guy who like lives and breathe, you know, like the ultimate football guy. Well, but, that's like an NFL like Joe Judge, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure like I don't I don't know the Giants draft class that well, but I'm sure that if you look at it, the majority of those guys did not opt out. Right. Like those, no, those football right. guys, they're different. Like Gruden is stubborn as all hell, too, man. Like, I mean, he likes a guy and you're going to go get him. I told I mean, I tweeted out two months prior to the draft and like I was getting some buzz from people that I know. And like that Alex Leatherwood was their target. Mm. And I just didn't really want to believe. And I'm, I've warmed up to it as well. Like I, I always say this and it's like, as a Raider fan, you talk yourself into it. <laughs> like we're doing that again, where it's like, okay, you know what? It's not his fault. He was drafted so high. You yeah. know, I did that with Farrell, you know, okay. He'll be a good football player. You know, he, it's not his fault, you know, but mm. I, I do think Leatherwood, you know, he's a, he, I think he's a three-year starter in Alabama. Like that's hard to do. Alabama is mm. a good school. Like, no. you know, like you, you have to be decent at football to play there. So, yeah, I, I, I like that pick better than I like, you know, taking, you know, jo- Jonathan Abram at 27. You and know, like Arnett, like that, Arnett, you know, Arnett, you know Rug, like even least, Ruggs. I, like, I actually like it more than the Ruggs pick right at now. Least Leatherwood, yeah, I mean, Ruggs, in my opinion, man, like it was just it wasn't the fact that I didn't like Ruggs. Like I, I like Ruggs and I had all three wide receivers rated very high. And I didn't have Jefferson rated high. I can't. I can't say like you know what. Mm. Oh man, we, I would have taken just. Mm. But Ceedee Lamb felt like a perfect car guy. Mm-hmm. And when you when you like you're drafting everything to fit your scheme. That's what the Raiders have done the last yeah. four years. Cleveland Farrell. Okay, he's a scheme fit for Paul Gunther. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're gonna take you know this guy. He's a scheme fit for this guy. Then you take the wide receiver that doesn't fit your scheme. Yeah. You take you, Steve Lamb is just the ideal guy to pair with Carr, and you pass on him. You go with a guy to stretch the field, whatever. I just don't understand it, man. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you got Brian Edwards later, but like, CeeDee Lamb was like, that was the guy. And like, I, you know, everybody was saying it. It's just too obvious. And then they yeah. pass on him. And I think he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver this year. Like, he's mm. good. Yeah. So, so, it, so it's, it's being said always. Anyway, so I want to get to the off- we'll get to the offensive line in a second, but I defensive tackle was so bad. It's the weakest, easily the weakest position group on the team. And you have guys like like bringing in Solomon Thomas. That's a guy you bring in when you have two starters and you're hoping you can like get something out of this former third overall pick, right? Like that may that's what you yeah. do. That's what you do. But then they realized the same thing that San Francisco realized after they drafted him is that he doesn't fit any position on the defensive line. He's just some guy. He's like a Draymond Green uh, size wise where it's like, what position does this guy play now? Draymond Green's good, like a defensive savant. Right. So Solomon Thomas is not. So you, you're you, it's he's a, a tweener. He's a tweener. Like, yeah, he's like, OK, at every position, mm-hmm. but he's not going to like change your team. Then you scramble to get Gerald McCoy in the building, which I don't hate Gerald McCoy, but it's like, come on, dude. Are we really we're going to put all this pressure on Gerald McCoy to be what he was five years ago? And he's back and he's, okay. and he's coming off an injury, a quad injury. Yeah, like from, a bad injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and the thing with Thomas is like you cut Hurst the day before. Yeah, like a better player. Yeah. And you pay Solomon Thomas five and a half. You know how many players were getting signed for five million dollars? Like. Dude, Tony or not Tony Jefferson? Uh, who's the safety from the Vikings? Harris. Yeah, two point two million. You know, exactly. and we ended up getting our safety in the draft in the second round, but you had to get lucky on that. Yeah. So, so, so we're my thing is is who are your two starters? Now, I will say this: I th- everyone's like, oh, Hankins is a starter. That's base defense. Hank Gus Bradley plays the least amount of base defense out of almost any defensive coordinator. He's in the nickel almost all the time. So Hankins ain't going to be out there as much as people think. He's not the pass rush threat. You're going to have to rush from the inside. Who are your two starters? Maybe Quentin Jefferson, which that doesn't make me happy. That's not that doesn't excite me a lot. And then is it Gerald McCoy? Those two guys like I'm not I'm not juiced by that. I'm not excited by that. Every other position group, you can talk me into being improved. Every other one on the team. No joke. Yeah, and I think like when I was like looking at like trade candidates and stuff this off season, it was um, you know, I was thinking like, you know, like what's the defensive tackle that plays for um the Falcons? You know, Jarrett 
you know, I'm Brady like, Jarrett. That, that's the position that I, that I wanted them to improve the most. And in the first round last year, I was looking at defense tackles, oh, yeah. like, you know, and we ended up, you know, taking Leatherwood, but you know, there was no defensive tackles in the first round that no. I felt like were, were there, you know, and it was a weak defensive tackle class. And that's kind of why I was so disappointed in the previous draft and right. the off season. Like you, you have the weakest position on your team. You know, it's a weak draft. Dude, go pay somebody, go pay somebody to come in here and anchor that line. And Yannick, like that was a good signing. And I was shocked. They even did that because mm-hmm. they, you know, and that just to me, and like one thing I'll give Gruden credit for is he doesn't wait two, two to three years to admit his mistakes. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He made a mistake drafting Cleveland Farrell top five and he goes and gets Yannick and he's like, okay, we're going to see if we can get something out of Farrell. We'll move him to a different position. And then like, you know, he Arnett, right. They go get Casey Hayward. Arnett might not start, but he's admitting like, okay, maybe I made a mistake here. So, I, but also I'm kind of nervous that our starting wide receivers are going to be John Brown and Brian Edwards. And you got Henry Ruggs just sitting on the bench. Yeah. Uh, there's something to that. Or, I mean, God, in the way. so anyways, uh, so we'll go to dude, the, we, our team sucks, dude. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't I see. That's the thing is I'm, I, I, it's just that position group, everything else. I'm kind of, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on almost every other position on the team. What, what's your favorite position group on this team right now? It's tight end uh, if we sign Waller. If we sign bro, Waller. You know, who, you know who's tight? Matt Bushman, bro. That was such a good free agent signing. That's three. You have three right there plus I Derek Carrier. Yeah. I thought he was getting drafted in the fourth round, bro. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm with you. And and so, okay. So here's what. Uh, let's go to the offensive side of the ball because I, we'll get to the second. We're, we're going to do a mailbag for the second half of the show. But the, the offensive side of the ball. I, I need I you're gonna have to talk me off this ledge and this is a good ledge like I'm doing like an Olympic dive off this edge in a good way this offense should be should be top five in the league this year should be should be here's why they're gonna be able to run the ball this year John Simpson I think John Simpson gets to start at right guard I think he's doing a fantastic job in camp he's gonna he's agile enough to get that outside zone going Alex Leatherwood is the best run blocking tackle was the best run blocking tackle in the draft I don't think he's gonna have his struggles in pass protection great uh, run blocking. I expect that to be good right away. Then uh, look, Andre James. I don't know. I, I that that one still gets me. I don't. I I got nothing for that. At but least they gonna... run outside. At least they run outside zone. They're not going to exactly. run right behind Andre James. Exactly. And then you have then you have Incognito back. I'm going to count on him being there. That's all I can do is count on him being there. I mean, well, he's old, but hey, he's there. If then... he's not, in, it, you go good and Simpson. Exactly. So or you know anything like that. Patrick Omami. There's there's guys there. The guys that have been there for years. And so. These guys have the continuity besides Leatherwood, um, he, but he's learning it. And every everybody you ask when you hear the press conference, they're like, yeah, dude, he just fucking comes in and does his job. Dude. He's not hot. He doesn't think he's hot shade. He just comes in there. He does his job. He's going to struggle a little bit, but he's he's does his job. So that should be yes. good. And the red zone, right? I heard Gruden talk about the red zone. Like, we got to get the red zone figured out. One way you can improve the red zone is, is be able, be able to run in the red zone. Be able to run the ball. There's so many jobs, so many times, like against the Browns, um, other games where they just waste a first down in the red zone because, one, they couldn't run the ball last year. Two, everyone knew they were going to run the ball, and I hope that improves. Three, like, Carr's not the best red zone quarterback. We know this. You know what I mean? Like, so Run, run, pass, dude. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah, and you your best red zone weapons mm-hmm. are probably Foster Mo, Moreau and Darren Waller. Right, and I counted. I went back and watched, and I watched fifty red zone opportunities. Yeah, and on twenty seven of them, neither one of those guys were on the field. Yeah, that's pathetic. Like it is. You got Jason Witten running the same route every time. Not even like creative. No, he runs the pylon every time. The pylon. And so, I mean, I don't know, man. Gruden, there's a lot of things that I dislike about John Gruden, but the main one I think is probably how he makes like, – and it's, it's, it's good too, but he makes these young guys earn their snaps. But, at some, but he's a lot more – he has mm. a shorter leash for these guys than he has for the veterans. Like, you know – Brian Edwards deserved a little more snaps towards the end of the year last year. Yeah, he didn't get them. definitely, you know, you got Zay Jones getting his snaps mm-hmm. and I I'm scared that's going to happen again. You know, we're, no. we're hearing Brian Edwards. I don't think so. Terrell I, think he, Owens, you know, I don't think so. Because what's, what's the comparison we're hearing right now? Terrell Owens. Well, here's the thing. The only thing is I think he's going to take the training wheels off for all, both those guys, for rugs, for all of them, only because they didn't now with Moreau, right? You can make the case. Why did Moreau get his touches in the second year? Coming off the bad injury, which I still think was kind of bullshit because why was he never on IR during the season? Second off, but then you have like 
they didn't bring he in that one. He had that one touchdown where he like broke like four yeah. tackles. And then they're like, yeah, get it back like, on the bench. I thought, well, like, who told you you could go play? Yeah. What is going that on? Dude, that dude like literally like made the best play of the year. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, we'll, we'll give you yeah. a snap in week 15. Motherfucker. Yeah, he hogged, he hogtied Jason Witten and put him under the bench. And he was like, yeah, I'm going out here, coach. But anyways, the, the, when we signed Jason Witten, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. No, so I need. Uh, I, yeah. I thought the onion was making a joke. Dude. Exactly. So then you, you then you have so that, but they didn't really bring in a receiver. Now you could say John Brown, but I don't know about that. They didn't really bring in a guy to take away Brian Edwards' snaps. They didn't bring in a guy. I, I, to be honest, I think they brought in a guy to take in Henry Ruggs' snaps, if anything. Right. That's yeah. they didn't bring. They didn't bring in a guy. Brian Edwards is what Tyrell Williams is supposed to be, in my opinion. Like that. Yeah, and, and the person that's gonna, the only person that's going to take any of his snaps is Waller. Which is fine. And they did, I will and, never and they be did mad. That last, and they did that last. And I'll never be mad and if it's Darren I, I Waller. Think, honestly, dude, I think like Renfro, right? You got Renfro. Yeah. And then when you have Renfro on the bench, you're going to have. Um, Willie Sneed, maybe. Maybe. Willie Sneed, you know, but maybe put rugs in the slot some and throw him a so. freaking slant. For I hope God's so. sake. I hope so. Like, can we get a slant to Henry Ruggs like anytime in the near future? Like yeah, or even ecstatic. even go even go four right wide with you know, two inside. Hey, how about, a, how about a bubble screen? Yeah, or go four wide with you two know, inside. Any sort of route that isn't a go. Yeah, like or, any sort of route that isn't yeah. a go route. Like, no, I, stop I hear using you. him as a decoy, dude. He's a good route runner in college, right? He wasn't a deep threat in college. He was running, you know, twelve yard slants and you know outs, and you know he he wasn't running straight down the field every play, and that's yeah. what the Raiders had him doing last year. So there's a lot of room for improvement on the offense, but it's like it's fun to talk about when you had a top ten offense last year. And that could not run. That was one dimensional. So I'm getting back to this. Those guys, you if you think even your one dimensional offense that was very young at receiver, pretty young at tight end, and and was old and slow at offensive line, if you're able to get those guys better and fix your run game. Now the run game is interesting because you know we've had retirements at running back. We've had guys getting you know cut and stuff and. They just bring in Bo Scarborough, which who knows what that's all about. Um, Nothing. Trey Regis, interested. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Let's watch. Let's see what that's what preseason's for. We're gonna watch. You're gonna that. see him a lot next Saturday. Yeah, but Gruden's gonna want that pat. I still think they're gonna end up getting a camp cut in there that can pass protect. That's what I think. Because rookies. This is gonna be a preseason yeah. game next Saturday where Bo Scarborough runs for like 150. Oh yeah. And people are gonna be like, dude, come on, bro. Who was the guy a couple years ago? Or. Bam a guy, bam a guy, bro. Who was the running back a couple years ago that was killing the preseason? George Atkinson, the third, rest in peace. Right. And then, oh, yeah, he died. Yeah. And then, Lewis Rankin, bro. Mm -hmm. What about Corey Sheets? There's always a running back that just kills it in camp. And you're like, what what are you going to do? Cut freaking Kenyon Drake and keep, you know, Bo Scarborough? No, you're not. But they're going to bring, like you said, they're going to bring someone in that pass protect someone, a camp cut guys get cut. Third running backs get cut from camp all the time. I could see them doing that. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't even be mad at it if they did. Your top two running backs are set in stone and your, your fullback set in stone. So your third running back has to be somebody that can, that can pass protect. Pass protect. And, and, and hopefully catch a pass or two. Well, and not even year. that, because what you said about slot, right? The slot, like let's let's change up what we do in the slot. Kenyon Drake's been getting slot looks in camp to where you could bring in that third running back to be your pass pro guy, and Drake is running routes. I don't mind that at all, because that's what Charlie Garner used to do. I wouldn't mind keeping, you know, like where that's the case, and then and then you're not tipping your hand too much either. Exactly, and the red like, zone, you know, the red that's zone become did yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. That's what they did last year. They bring it if you bring in Jalen Richard. 99% of the time, it's a pass. Yeah. And, that, and that's where they run into problems. Like, Richard had, like, his decent, like, flashes. You and I talked about it. Always. He made one one run a year where you mm. were like, this guy's a good Raider. But then other than that, he averaged, like, 1.9 yards carry. You know, it's like nothing good, you know. And yeah. They had, like, I thought they should have kept DeAndre Washington over Richard, but that's that's for another topic. So, sure. But like I said, man, I think, like, I do think that the – Here's like my optimism, and I don't have much of it ever. Um, you have an do- offense that was top ten and a, a defense that was bottom five. Yeah. So if you could, if your offense improves even a little bit, like say the the Raiders' offense is top seven, and the defense improves in their top twenty three, you have you're a playoff 11, team. You're, you're, you're eleven playoff games. team. You're you're playing right. you're so, playing playoff games. Yeah, and a lot has to go right on defense. I mean, they have to have Tra- Trayvon Mulrig has to have a good rookie season. Mm-hmm. They have to ha- they have to get a better season out of Abram. They have to get a good season out of 
Arnett and Hayward. They have to get a good season out of the linebackers. They have to get a good season out of somebody at defensive tackle. They have to get a good season out of Yannick. Like they, there's a lot that has to go right, but I don't see how the defense can be worse than it was last season. Very tough. It's, and it's I mean, if they're worse than they were last year, fire everybody, including the janitors, and get them out of the building. Yeah, because they weren't cleaning anything up properly. So yeah, right, that's, um, if, they, if they're worse than they were last year on yeah. defense, every single person in the building needs to be fired. And it, it's, not, it's impossible. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So, so right. So that, that's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm the same way. I'm like, dude, this offense should be good. And with car, right. Everybody's talking about car. They're overanalyzing these fucking throws in camp. They're like under through them. It's like, it was a touchdown. Shut up. Like, and these people are like going crazy about it. That's fine. I think car is going to do exactly what he did last year. No better. The no training worse. camp thing is always, always a kick, man. Cause it's like, it'll be like, you know, today, uh, two attack, Tua was a uh, nine for 10 today in training camp. Oh, you know, He's coming. This is his second season. And then the next day he throws three interceptions and it's like they should have traded for Watson. It's it's the same in every single fan base. And it's like, uh, again, Derek Carr, I, I probably am considered one of the biggest Derek Carr haters. Most of it's in jest. Like, I'm just kidding. However, I think that he has a lot to work on in the red zone, like you said. And he has he needs to win some games. And people it's, will stop hating on him, right? It's plain and simple. Same with Gruden. Win some games and people will stop hating on you. And it's not all Derek Carr. Like, I think that Derek Carr had maybe 10% of the blame last season. He had three bad games. Yeah. It's not on him. I think 90% of the blame last year goes on the coaching staff, whether it's Gruden, Gunther, whoever. I mean, I guess I'll give Mark Davis 10% of the blame too. Yeah. You know, but it's like, you know, Carr gets a lot of the blame and he's not – I wouldn't consider him an elite quarterback, but he's good enough to make the playoffs. Like he's a Matt Ryan, a Matt Stafford, like somebody like that, who, who the teams let them down. like Stafford got let down in Detroit over and over. And I feel similar about Carr. The offense is decent, but the defense has never been good his whole career. Right. Like even the year they made the playoffs, they just forced turnovers. Mm -hmm. You know, they were bad. They were awful. But they yeah. forced turnovers and they would get a sack when the like those sacks that they would get at the end of the game. We didn't get four times last year and we lost close games. Yeah. No. So, so all I'm saying is, is this. I think Carr has the exact same season he does last year. And what if they <laughs> win 11 games with that? Everyone's going to tell you Carr played better. And I'm going to be like, you probably didn't. That's the thing, you know, like, like you probably know you know who played better the line and Josh Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. They, they, they're going to become a more, he's going to have a, more wins by them being two dimensional. So when they do have that, you know, 10 point lead in the second half, maybe you can run the ball. Maybe you can run the right. ball effectively. Right. The and Niners do that all the time. Yeah. Like it's, what, what did I read? It was like, he had, he's only had like he, last year, he had two touchdowns with a lead. Yeah. It's, that's so not good. Car, car does struggle when like he can put the game away and that's on Gruden too, because what it's, happens it's, is it's both, it's both of them. Well, I would, and I would put primarily on Gruden because mm -hmm. what he does is they're up by eight and he runs three times. Mother, dude, there's, happening there's, there's 21 minutes left in this football game. Why are you milking the clock? Cause he like, thinks he has a top five defense. I dude, I'm, I'm so sick of the Gruden, like milking the clock thing, dude. Yeah. And I've seen it year in and year out. It's like, dude, you like even the Miami game, bro. When he like when Carr like you know do or the uh, Jacobs dove at the one yard line, it's like there's 25 seconds left. Your team sucks. Yeah, score. Yeah, <laughs> score a touchdown. At least the worst case scenario is overtime. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And then he puts it up. We're up by two. You're not up by three. You're up by two. So a field goal wins the game. I, I, that was like one of the most baffling moves. I, I mean, and they had to, they made a miracle play. Remember Fitzpatrick got face masked by Arden key again, right. but it's like, they needed that miracle play, but they like your defense gives up the, like that's the, your defense gives up the miracle play. Like that's, exactly. Any, exactly. You look at like the top 10 miracle plays from last mm -hmm. year. And it's probably six of them are against the Raiders defense. I agree. Like, they make, they can make a whole like montage on NFL network. And it's like yeah. the best plays of 2000, 20 and it's like the Raiders defense 99 yeah. yard pass to somebody you know like yeah but but uh, that's that's all I'm saying is I, like, I I think I think by being better just two-dimensional we'll pivot we'll pivot we'll get to the last couple mailbag questions here um but I think I think they're going to be a better unit and it's up to Gruden and it's up to the car a little bit and it's up to guys just taking that next step so let's pivot to the mailbag questions I agree. here uh let's pivot to the mailbag question I, I want to start with this one because this one kind of Kind of like it caught my attention um, because it's not a bad question, but I, I I definitely like big time disagree with it. And looks like you did, too. This is from Will at Lord William. Uh, Will, a really good Raider fan. Actually, I really like this guy. He says, 
you hear win now mode mentioned a lot with the Raiders, yet they don't have a dynamic player in the defensive secondary. Do you think they're banking on Merrick to be the that type of player in his first year? In my opinion, they should trade some, not one, some of those first round picks for a Derwin James type. Okay, a couple things. I'll take the first part of this question. Uh, Derwin, when you start chasing unicorns, that's a that's a PFF term, but I do like it. Uh, chasing unicorns. Derwin James is a unicorn. So much of a unicorn, he can't even stay healthy. His own body betrays him. Uh, you can't you can't constantly find that. Instead, we should have maybe just drafted him, but whatever. Nonetheless, he's not healthy all the time. We drafted a much more durable guy on a left tackle. Now he's getting paid. Well, here's the thing. How much shit, how much more do you want to invest in the secondary? How much more? They've invested probably more than any team in the secondary. No joke. First round pick, Damon Arnett. First round pick, Jonathan Abram. First, second round pick, high second round pick, Tra- Trayvon Merrick. High second round pick, damn near a first round pick on Trayvon Mullen. And they've paid Casey Hayward. And they've drafted, they've spent their whole day three on secondary this year. Tyree Gillespie. And they like signed that. a bunch of bunch of guys. Rosal Douglas. Yeah. You know. How much the, more? Uh, what's the guy, Wilson? Like, I think he might make the team. Yeah. B.D. Ray Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, hopefully not Nixon. No. I hope not. So, 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 so you have you have all this stuff like I'm just kidding. I just get I just got an argument with him on Twitter a couple of weeks. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think um, there's two things. Number one, you're not trading for Derwin James or anybody in that caliber. The time oh, to do that was when Minka was on the block and like he was available for a while, and you had three first round picks. Like that was the time that you maybe could have got a player of that caliber. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah, I do think they are relying a lot on Trayvon Morig, and other teams got a lot out of rookie safeties last year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was a lot of rookie safeties that stepped right in and were like one of the top three players on their team defensively. Now, I don't think that the Raiders' secondary is as much of a problem as the pass rush. And like, I'm, I'm always been, I'm always a pass rush creates good secondary. So if the Raiders' defense sacks ten more times this year their secondary is going to look a hell of a lot better mm-hmm. you know and i think that you're relying a lot on casey hayward like can you bring that veteran presence that and be a better corner you know and i think they're going to end up with nevin lawson in the slot can those guys be okay can they be okay i don't need them to be great i need them to be okay like don't get burned for 106 yards right. a game now yeah. you need our net to just be okay like you need those guys to just be okay. Like that's right. it. And also you have you have a new scheme, right? You have a new scheme that I do think favors them. Uh, Paul Gunther had these guys in off coverage when you drafted two press man corners pretty high, Mullen and <laughs> we, we talked about that every week, every single time. So so we have that. We just got to say that. And there's another question that came in. It's along the same line. This is from Mike Avelli, 24. Shout out Mike Avelli. He says, is the secondary really that bad again? Are people overreacting to practice reps? Definitely overreacting to practice reps. And maybe yeah. the offense is really good. And second off. I don't think it's that again, like you said, it's not the weak part of the team. I actually like yeah. I think the young secondary has a lot of upside. And I think Ron Miles is a good coach. I think Gus Bradley's a good coach. He's had good secondaries in the past and he's had high picks. He's developed high draft picks into really good players. Now, the Raiders might not have drafted the guys that we wanted to, but coaches do need to develop guys. And, you know, they uh, Raiders high draft picks have done well elsewhere. DJ Hayden has been a solid corner elsewhere. Like it's happened. So these guys. Oh, yeah. DJ, DJ Hayden actually had like a decent three years in the slot, but see, he got drafted to play outside and we drafted him to be a bride. Other teams made him a bridesmaid and he was a good bridesmaid. So it's, it's, that's what I mean. So nonetheless, you have, you, I don't think the Raider secondary is going to be that bad this year, but again, you have two first round safeties. Most teams don't have that. And look at teams that trade two first round picks for a safety. Jamal Adams. I wouldn't do that trade. The Minka trade. I probably would do. Yeah, one, like one, yeah, one, pick. one first round pick. Like yeah. he, he's a stud back there. But yeah, Jamal Adams that set that team back. Like that team mm-hmm. defensively, they're not that good. Their defensive line stinks too. Yeah, their defensive line stinks. They're you know they're okay. They're a decent football team. They're battling for with the with a good division. That, but you spend all that money on safety when really they need an edge rusher. Like so, but I, I do think that um, the. the Secondary is going to be an improvement over last year. I think that you, again, you can't go down. Like that's, that's, I keep saying that, but last year going into the season, you went into the season with two rookie corners, 
or like, you know, Mullen and Arnett, a rookie and a second year guy, a second year safety who missed his whole season Mm -hmm. and, you know, a safety that wasn't very good. So the Raiders had like three years of total experience in their secondary last season going into the season. Mm -hmm. And I would say that secondary is probably the toughest position in football. Like you don't see corners come in and just be shut down right away, right away. It's very tough. Hardly ever. Like sometimes, but very, very, very seldom. Now, the Raiders coaching staff last year, they put them in a tough situation. Paul Gunther has this, you know, crazy defense. Some of the players even said like in interviews are like, I was where I was supposed to be. Like there was three other guys out of position. Like, so I'm going to give the Bradley an opportunity to show us like, Hey, I'm, I'm a decent coach and I can actually get this out of these players. Like, and use the strengths. You and I talk about this all the time when we talk, it's like you have like, okay, what's Abram good at? You know, not much, but I mean, he could roving around the line of scrimmage, roving around the line of scrimmage, stopping the run, you know, like he, he had like three or four crazy good plays where he stopped the run, like sideline to sideline, use them to their strengths, dude. Like Mullen, he's a good press man corner, but they were using him in zone last year. Yeah. Like, you know, Morig, like he's a, he's a good deep safety. Yeah. Use them back there. Mm-hmm. So like that's I do think Bradley is going to use these guys to their strengths more and that's going to be an automatic upgrade. Now, I don't expect it to be like, you know, week 1 we're going to shut out the Baltimore Ravens. But I do expect us to like at least stop making dumbass plays. Like I, I mean, you yeah. can at least hope that. So, yeah. preseason is going to show us a lot. Like and I think it's going to show us like what they're going to do with these players cuz now they have a lot of players that play to like can play all over the field, you know, and like on offense and defense, the Raiders have like a lot of like Swiss army knives is what Mayock likes to call them. Yeah. And I'm interested to see how they can, you know, make the right combinations, you know, and like, where's Thomas going to play, you know, and hopefully they find a niche for him. You're paying him $5 million. Basically guaranteeing his spot. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. what you basically, like, I'm kind of baffled that some of the off. I mean, I liked our off season. I didn't think it was as horrible as people think, No, me um, but I'm baffled by a few of the moves. Um, Carl Nazib basically guaranteeing his money. Agreed. Right. Agreed. And then, and then what that uh, NFL Network guy say? There was a rainbow outside. One of the funniest NFL. things I've ever seen Dude, in my life. What are you saying? Like he's like, and speaking of gay guys, uh, uh, gay rainbow <laughs> things. Uh, like, how's Carl doing? Yeah. Gruden looked at him like, yeah. He's like, I, I can't even really believe what you're telling. What you're asking? I know. Here. I know. Like, like. David Carr dude, was like so uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. David Carr's like, dude, I wouldn't even say that. Yeah, and- <laughs> like, uh, I wouldn't even say that. And I, like, my brother plays for the freaking team. Dude. Yeah, I, my brother's Joel Austin, basically. I won't say that, but yeah, it's like, it, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. And like this, you're you're gonna have to like, and at the linebacker situation too. Like fans are being so stupid with like the fact that Tanner Muse is getting base defense snaps in a scheme that plays the least amount of base defense. Well, that's the thing the is. League. That's the thing is like Muse, they took him in the third round. I know. Like God. he needs he needs to get some snaps this season. So you yeah. see if you can even But then why are they trying to sign KJ Wright? Like they're trying to sign KJ Wright, so it's obviously not working. <laughs> Bro, I hope they sign KJ Wright. Me too. Like, he's KJ good. KJ Wright's tight, dude. He's good. No, I'm just saying I'm like what's fans... funny is like KJ Wright and Gerald McCoy. Uh-huh. Good sign. Those are good signings. They're fine. Right. If you take away Solomon Thomas, like it's like they the Raiders tend to do that, man. They they make a mistake. Like at least I told you, like at least they make like admit, hey, I made a mistake or whatever. Uh-huh. But it's like quit making the mistakes. Well, and the problem is the people that carry water, like in the fan base, that are just like, no, it's not a mistake. And then Gruden's like, it was a mistake. We shouldn't have done that. And they're like, yeah, I hated that guy. You're like, no, dude, well, stop. There, there's there's people and certain people in the fan base that like have a cult following because they are always positive and like, you know, or have a t-shirt made and you know what, like, or Bob Tanner Muse Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Ruggs and Tanner Muse were a certain favorite of a certain guy. Mm, and I I I rem- we, we got in an argument and he blocked me because I told him that Tanner Muse sucked. And <laughs> you know, you what? Broke the Cardinal rule. You can't say I'm that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, right, it, and it's so. like, okay, maybe and Tanner- that's the thing is I, I'm a dick, but I'm right a lot. <laughs> You should put that on your tombstone, dude. I'm a the, dick, but I'm right most of the time. Yeah, this guy was a prick, but he was right. And uh, but no, the uh, the I like Gerald McCoy. 
Gerald McCoy should have been a depth signing too. I bet you he starts at defensive tackle. I'm just saying, and it and reminds that's me of when we signed uh, Corey Liggett or whatever. Yeah, yeah, couple like last year, and he yeah. started the first game of the season. Exactly. That's, that's like, what I'm and saying. then they were like, "Oh shit, he's too old for this." Yeah, he's too old for this. But they, I, I remember like Victor Hearn was like, "Oh, we there's a big surprise at Raiders camp. It's Corey Liggett or Liggett, whatever you know." And I'm like, "That's legit, a surprise." Yeah. Like, this dude's 40 years old. Yeah. And then, uh, but also, okay. I'm also to the point, like at this point, cause I don't think Ferl's got it like anymore I, as an edge rusher. And I don't even think they think that like you could hear Marinelli trying to like, trying to be positive about it. He's like, yeah, we're just trying to find a place where we could put him, you know? And then, and then the fourth overall pick, but you I, just let clue and Ferl just eat himself into like 295 and just let him play defensive tackle at this point. Cause what, like, I don't like that position at all. I think the ends are right, Crosby's going to end up taking his spot, even though I do like, I do actually think Ferl could can contribute to a team. It's just hit that fourth overall thing. And like, yeah, no, I don't even want to get into the clue. We, you and I talk about clue and for all the time. So I don't want to be fair. would be like what you would sign Solomon Thomas to do. Like he might play every position. Similarly drafted, position. drafted at the similar position. too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you have that and okay. So we'll, we'll wrap it up with this, man. We, we, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling okay. I, Cause there's, there's just certain things that can go right where this team can just win more games by default. That's what I like about it for as bad, as volatile as they were last year. If they just find some st- stability on defense, it doesn't even have to be good stability on defense, make some plays. I think this scheme is going to allow people to actually rip the ball out on, on defense. And rather than worrying about if oh, am I in the right spot, why are you where I am? Oh man. Like pointing at each other. Yeah. So yeah, conservative estimate, 17 and 0. I'm with you. But like they, they, these guys are going to be able to make more plays when people say we don't have a playmaker in the defense. It's like, okay, but maybe let's see in the scheme. Jonathan Abram, there's no reason he shouldn't be forcing like six, seven fumbles a year. There's no reason he shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, I, like, I mean, I think like I, I think maybe not having Jonathan Abram covering Travis Kelsey with the game on the line. Or just leaving a spot and be like, hey, he won't throw to Kelsey. Let me just go sack Patrick Mahomes when they need to score a touchdown and a field He's goal. He's 27 yards away. <laughs> miracle he defense. Takes off to the quarterback. Like, the miracle defense. Bradley cuts that shit. Yeah, Patrick can't throw. He'll throw it over his head. Yeah, I'll go I hit him. Believe it, dude. 27 yards away just starts booking it towards Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Bro, you know how long it's going to take you to get there? Yeah, that was like a Forrest Gump like, run too when he ran like, after oh him. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Oh then, man, you know, I, I do think though I'm not um, overly optimistic, but I uh, Vegas odds that had about six and a half wins. Way I over. Put, I put a couple hundred bucks on that. So they think they're gonna win. Le- they they're putting too much stock into the offensive line. I think. I think. Oh, absolutely, and league wide. Like I mean, I have friends and people like you know the Raiders. They're gonna be bad this year, and I'm like, no. I mean, I don't see that many positions where they got worse. No. It's a little bit in the trenches, but I think in the secondary, they're better. The right tackle position? In pass protection, in the run game, it's better, in my opinion. The problem with the right tackle position is people think Trent Brown played for us last year, and he didn't. We had Sam Young. So Alex Leatherwood's an upgrade. He's an upgrade. Mm -hmm. Sam Young and Denzel Good. It doesn't matter what Alex Leatherwood does this year. He's an automatic upgrade. Trent Brown didn't play last year. Yeah. And then also me and you talked about it and I didn't think we would just flat out cut Rodney Hudson, but we talked about it like me and you, like week 13, we were like, dude, Rodney Hudson was terrible today. Yeah. He was getting blown up in the wrong game. And me yeah. and you talked about it. We didn't think we, he was going to get cut, but we, we did say, you know, like he's not as good as people think. And league wide now, all of a sudden pro football focus says he's the number one freaking center in football. Because they only care on, about Pat, they don't care about running the football. But when why. he was on the Raiders, he never got any pr- any praise, dude. Nobody was like saying, "Oh, Rodney Hudson's a top two center." Yeah, they they just don't care yeah. about run, the running all the ball. He, all so. of a sudden, now he's the best center in football because he's wearing another jersey. You know. So so one thing about that, and this will be the last point I make: the center position. Now, okay, you're going to give Andre James the start. Okay, like whatever. That's I, I'm not I'm not for it. I hope they don't cut Nick Martin. That's all I'm saying. Do not cut. I don't him. think they are. I don't think I hope not because he's got guard center versatility and you just don't know. And with no, these young he's guys, back up all three of those positions. I hope so. You want that swing guy that can play all three of those positions on the line. Cause I, I wouldn't even hate a position where like if incognito goes down that Nick Martin's or left guard, you know, I don't hate that. No. Or if, you know, Andre James comes out and he has no idea how to getting, getting skated into the quarterback. Yeah. Just, no, just not even that dude. I'm worried about like Rodney Hudson. That's the one thing he did above mm-hmm. average was he right. knew how to change protections. And Andre James, as soon as like he needs to prove that, 
again, it's like we're in a situation where he could turn out to be the next Dar- Like that's the Raider fans' favorite comparison. You know, Darren Wall. Nobody thought anything of Darren Waller. You know, well, yeah, Darren Waller's proven to be a good football player, but you know how many misses the Raiders have had. So, yeah. so Andre James needs to prove it to everybody that he's that you know you you're replacing an All Pro caliber center. Agreed. Agreed. So you have to prove it, and like I think like the scary part for me is like he hasn't played center that much. Like even in college, he didn't play center all the time. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, like there's, there's some, so center and defense tackle. Those are my two concerns. And, you know, on the grand scheme of things, they're not, you know, the most important positions like center probably is. I don't know if you remember when, uh, our set or no long snapper is the most important position on the team. I was at that game. I know so exactly what you're talking about that Monday night game. I was at that game. Dude, and then I was just like, dude, can you guys just go for it on fourth down? Yeah. Like, can you stop punting? That was my thing. And it was Dennis Allen's first game. It was the Dennis first Dennis Allen, game. bro, just just freaking just has this long snapper just snapping it over the guy's head all I was game. expecting Dennis Allen to be the long snapper. I was he's like, I'll do it. Fine. You know, like I just it's just it's crazy. Like, anyways, it's that's crazy that's, to me that they didn't have a backup long snapper. Yeah, or just somebody. And like they're like, he was concussed all week. Or John Condo went, yeah, he went down in the game, right? With the, on like the first punt of the game. Yeah, I remember that. But uh yeah. Nonetheless, that's that, that's it for us. This is Rock Vegas podcast. Follow Matt on Twitter at Fattest Malin on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. I'm Glenn Rockney at Glenn Rockney. Um, uh, this is Rare Candy uh, YouTube channel. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button. There's lots of content on here. We have a sports show. We have a kind of a political podcast and uh, Rock Vegas. I'm going to start amping it up, really amping it up for the week. Uh, busy man recording almost every night of the week. Wife probably hates it. Don't care. Um, nonetheless, that's it for us, man. You got anything else? Nope. Hopefully we don't suck. Just don't suck, baby. Let's go. All right. Just be fun to watch. It went from just draft football, draft good football players. The jury's out. That was our slogan. And then uh, now it's just don't suck. So we're, 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 uh, we're almost there. Let's, uh, let's it was kind of, yeah. I mean, we're going to get there. Just don't suck. So let's go. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Raider nation. Be safe this week. All right. Let's uh, we'll, we'll see you guys uh, later in the week. All right.